Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 172, season 7. Today's date is October 23rd, 2022, and welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me today. Uh, I did a podcast episode yesterday on the 22nd, so here I am again. On today's program, I will talk about Stan Mikita from the Chicago Blackhawks, and also I will talk about radio station. This was an oldie station, WJMK, Magic 104. And I will talk about my memories of listening to this in the 80s, 90s, 2000, and a a story I was involved with the radio station. Okay. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Perfection. And it, it was a board game. Well, not a board game. It was a game from the Lakeside Company. And uh, here's the the commercial is from 1978. So sit back and enjoy and you would uh, remember this commercial jingle uh, like I did growing up in the late 70s. So here we go. Thank you, everyone. When you're into perfection, keep on your toes. You have to be quick, because here's how it goes. Push the plunger down, set the timer, fit the pieces in place. Don't be slow in perfection. You've got to move on fast, move on fast. Or the pieces pop up before you put in the last. And that's perfection. Perfection, complete with playing box, mechanical timer, and 25 geometric shapes from Lakeside. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for for perfection. Excuse me, I can't perfect myself to speak. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so tongue-tied. Give you a little history about the the game. Uh, It was originally produced uh, uh, by a toy company called Reed Toys in Pennsylvania, and it's by the Milton Bradley Company. And then uh, the object of the game is you put all the pieces in the matching holes on the, on the board. First, you push it down, and then you set the timer, and then you try to fit everything. And uh, so there were 25 pieces, and you have to do it uh, within 100 seconds, I believe. And uh, if you don't make it in time, uh, when the game is over, the board pops up and all the pieces fly. Something like that. <laughs> but you, you got it because it's kind of funny. You get surprised by that and you're concentrating on how to put all the pieces that match like that. And uh, that started in 1973. And uh, the slogan was get rocking before the pieces start popping. <laughs> and later on, the, uh, the, uh, the board game was transferred to Lakeside. That's where you heard the commercial. And then it was... Uh, then purchased by Coleco, and then uh, that was in 1986. And then Coleco went bankrupt in 1988, and then then it was purchased by the Hasbro company. Um, and then it's continued by the Milton Bradley brand like that. So I think Hasbro and Milton Bradley merged. I don't know the whole story of that. And uh, so, but the original timer was 60 minutes, 60 seconds. Excuse me, not 60 minutes. It's too long. <laughs> Like that. Uh, I did not have this game. I had Superfection, and that came out in 1975. 
I got this for a Christmas present. And uh, I saw that. One day I, I saw it on TV and I mentioned to my mom, you know, I like to buy this game. She said, all right, we'll see. Well, she's a good listener. She bought it for me for Christmas. So I'm glad she did. Uh, God bless her. And then it, it's like 16 two-piece. It was a 16 two-piece puzzle and it was like cubes and you, pl- you have to place them in a tray. You know, you do the same thing with perfection and uh, you have to do it within two minutes. That's long, you know, that's... Uh, I don't know if that's an adequate time for that. And also, there were other games. It was called uh, Challenge Perfection. I don't know anything about that. And Head to Head Perfection. That came in in the 80s. And then they keep releasing the game. Uh, It's still available if you want to buy it. Uh, If you go to Walmart, Toys R Us used to have it. I hear Toys Toys R Us are coming back. It's going to be Macy's. And also, buy it on Amazon. You know, if you're nostalgic, it doesn't look the same where I remembered when when I was growing up. But it was, it was a fun game. I, I liked it, and uh, the commercial is classic. Yeah, the, with that slogan. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I said I will talk about Stan Mikita of the Chicago Blackhawks and also WJMK, excuse me, Oldies 104 or Magic 104 FM. Uh, so I will start with Stan Makita. So, uh, he's a very memorable person and, uh, because of the Chicago Blackhawks and, uh, he was, he had a huge presence in Chicago and not only that, but he was a great player, you know, seemed like a very nice man. So I'll give you a little biography of him and then I'll talk about, uh, some couple memories of, uh, watching Stan Makita on television. Okay. All right. So he was born uh, May 20th, 1940. Uh, his real name was uh, Stanislaus Guoth. It's spelled G-U-O-T-H. I don't know if you pronounce it that. So he, he was not born in America. He was born here. And it, he was born at the Slovak Republic. So I'm thinking this is uh, this is Slovakia. You know when Czechoslovakia, you know they merged, and then they broke. Then they broke up in 1993, and then you had the Czech Republic, and then you had Slovakia. Yeah, that. And he moved to uh, a town in Ontario, Canada, called Saint Catharines. Yeah, did that, and uh, well, it's not a town; it's just, it's a city. Yeah, you don't hear much about it, and uh, he was in a he raised in a small farming. Uh, community, you know, he did until then he moved to St. Catherine, so he was on a farm. And uh, so they came from Slovakia, and he was, you know, and he was adopted by his aunt and uncle. You know, I don't know about his parents, I don't know what happened to him. I happened to them, excuse me. And uh, so they took him back to Slovakia, but there was, you know, they had the war and all that. And then they arrived back at Canada in 1948. And, uh, and he was, you know, they met, uh, Stan McKeon always uh, mentioned in his interviews, he was very proud of his heritage, you know, where the country was born. You know, that's uh, very, that's very nice. You know, he's very proud of that. Then, uh, Started playing hockey at an early age, and then he uh, played three, and then he started in seasons at the St. Catherine's Teepees, 
for the Ontario Hockey Association. So that's where he got started with the you know his hockey career. Then he uh, was promoted to the Chicago Blackhawks in 1959, and and uh, that's where his career uh, got started with the Chicago Blackhawks. And then in so in 1961, they uh, the Black the Chicago Blackhawks won their third Stanley Cup, and he was there. And uh, his position was a sentry on that. So, and then he played, uh, he was a wonderful player. You know, as hockey fans or sports fans, you would watch him, you know, uh, play. And he's amazing. He was amazing. He really was. And uh, so, played, uh, but he was often, often, penalized, you know, um, probably, uh, I don't know. So he probably, you know, he probably pushed somebody or, you know, did a no, no (laughs) like that. (laughs) You know, so, um, let's see what else. Uh, then in the late sixties, he owned a, um, restaurant, you know, and like that, and uh, I'm trying to find the name of the uh, the restaurant. So let's see. I think it was called uh, Stan Mikita's Vin- Village Hit- Inn. I think it was called that. And uh, yeah, it was called Stan Mc- and that was located in the Oak Brook Shopping Center in Oak Brook, Illinois. I never went to this restaurant, uh, but I've heard when I was growing up, I've heard about it, and. Uh, he, uh, he had his own uh, company called Stamikita Enterprises, and uh, they made uh, like plastic sauce containers, you know, to for your for chicken McNuggets. So when you dip your nugget in a in the sauce, let's say barbecue or honey mustard, he was responsible for that. And uh, let's see, he was also famous in the movie. Uh, in Wayne's World in 1992 that starred uh, Mike Myers and uh, Dana Carvey. And uh, it features Stan Mikita Donachoff. <laughs> and he was in the movie. I remember that. You know, I, so uh, that's kind of funny. Right now, I'm going to play the theme song of Here Come the Hawks. And this is about over two minutes. And this is a classic song. Of the for the Chicago Blackhawks, so sit back and enjoy. It is so it is a lot of fun listening to this song. It really is okay. So when I come back after the song is played, I will talk about my memories of watching Stan Mikita. Okay, so here come here come the Hawks. Shots and the gold 
Here Come the Hawks. They, uh, let me give you a little trivia about this song. It was the official fight song, and it was written by uh, a man named Jay Swayze. Uh, not related to Patrick. <laughs> no. And it was produced by the Dick Marks Orchestra. And uh, let's see. I think he was uh, Richard Marks' father. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Must I bet Richard Marx is proud of that? And uh, the orchestra, and uh, it was performed uh, by the uh, Dick Marx Orchestra and Choir. So I don't know who the people were, I have no idea. It's still played today during the pregame video, and uh, you know, so and also there's this instrumental music of that, you know, or they played during the intermission of the games. Um, like that. And then, um, so I still like the song. Anyway, uh, back to Stan Makita. You know, uh, he made personal appearances at uh, probably at uh, department stores or stores like that, signing autographs or like that. And then he got sick as he got older. And uh, on 20, uh, May 24, 2011, he, he was uh, diagnosed with oral cancer. And then he was treated with radiation uh, therapy. And then um, then he had uh, then he was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, which is terrible, uh, awful. And uh, it got worse, uh, you know, it, pro- it got progressively worse as time went on. And that's a shame. And then he passed away on August 7, 2018. And he was uh, 78 years old, but he was still wonderful you know and uh that's a that's that's terrible i mean uh, my condolences to to his family um my experience with hockey uh with with the chicago blackhawks i went to one game uh i was invited uh it was a man he was a friend of the family and uh, he took he, he was going to the Blackhawks with his sons, and he had a couple extra tickets. I don't know how this came about. And uh, I guess he bought them, and then he asked uh, me and my brothers to come along to the Chicago Stadium to watch Chicago Blackhawks. I go, well, why not? 
Um, I've said this many times. I'm not a sports fan. You know, I don't watch the TV. I don't follow it. But, you know, but being at a game right there is a lot of fun and it's exciting. So it was, uh, this happened about 72, 73, around there. I, I don't really remember what year. And then we went to the Chicago Stadium, we saw the Chicago Blackhawks, and that was a lot of fun. I remember one memory, there was uh, there was this family in back of where we're sitting, and uh, whenever somebody uh, scored a goal, they jumped down and went nuts. <laughs> it was My brother saw that. It was hilarious. Like that, and uh, I never went to, uh, to another hockey game again. No, because and then you know, and then a few years uh, later, the Hawks didn't play very well, and then they made a big comeback and they won the Stanley Cup. It's wonderful, you know. They're still popular, you know. And if you're a huge hockey fan, that's great, you know. And uh, uh. Other sporting events I never uh, that I went to was uh, Chicago White Sox when it was Comiskey Park, not uh, guaranteed rate field rate guaranteed rate field. I don't know what it's called now. Uh, that was in the seventies. Uh, that was a lot of fun, you know. And uh, also, uh, when I worked at American Express Travel, I went to a Cubs game. There were some free tickets. Uh, they were from Budget Rent a Car Rental Car. And they offered, you know, and we got on, a few people got invited from the office and we went down to Wrigley Field. The first time I ever went to Wrigley Field. And uh, we went to the stadium club. I think it was called that. We had some lunch. Very nice food. I liked it. And then we went to go see the game. And I was very close and it was fun. And, uh, you know, actually seeing the players like that. And, you know, it was very quiet and all that. But I had a co-worker with me, and she couldn't stop talking. <laughs> I guess, uh, but she passed away recently, so that's horrible. You know, it was very sudden, very unexpected. So uh, I never attended a basketball game, not the Chicago Bulls. I never went to Soldier Field with the Chicago Bears. I was never invited, you know. Uh, if I do get invited, I will go. I want to experience going and seeing a live basketball game or a live football game. I want to see it, you know. So that's an experience. We'll see about that. Okay. Right now, I will talk about uh, WJMK Magic 104. It's an oldies radio station. And uh, I'll give you a little history of that. And uh, right now it's called WBMX, and it's uh, 104.3 uh, FM jams, and right now they play classic hip-hop. I'm not a big hip-hop fan, uh, but I've started to like a, a few songs. When you get older, you appreciate them, but it's not bad like that. And uh, let's see, so... Uh, WBMX, from 1974 to 1988, that was at uh, radio station 102.7 FM. And I remember that. And uh, and that was transferred. Uh, that went to Boston, I believe. So we won't go into that. And uh, because I remember this radio station from the 70s. And they played uh, uh, R&B songs, you know, rhythm and blues. 
So um, the first call letters of this station was called WSEL, and that began broadcasting. Excuse me, began broadcasting September nineteenth, September nineteen fifty three. And uh, let's see. Then um, that was my phone going off. <laughs> you know, I got a text. <laughs> And uh, let's see. Then the uh, that was located in Eight South Michigan. I remember this Eight South Michigan. Uh, that was my dental office in the 1970s, <laughs> like that. Then the station uh, changed to WJJD FM, and I remember this. And they played uh, well WSEL. They played classical music, you know, beautiful music, you know, like uh, FM 100. Remember that radio station. And uh, they played that, uh, and it was simulcast, you know, on WJGD uh, AM and FM. Uh, that was uh, 1160 AM. And then in 1965, they changed it to a country music station. They did that. And then the station's transmitter moved to the Prudential Building. Remember that in downtown, they did that. Then in February 1977, they changed the call letters again to WJEZ, and it was adopted a beautiful country format. And I remember this, you know, a lot of easy country music like Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, who just passed away, you know, uh, like country love songs. And uh, then the following year, they dropped that country format, and then they played adult so it was 80% country, 20% adult contem- contemporary. And it was branded uh, Z104. I think a lot of people remember that. And then uh, and then they changed it again. And the WJJD on 1160 AM was, uh, they played the music of your life. They did that. Now we get back to WJNK. <laughs> In early... August 1984, they adopted a oldies format and they changed it to Magic 104 and they changed the call letters to WJMK. And and one of the first the first uh, disc jockeys that were on the air were Dick Biondi. Yeah, he was first heard there, and also Ron Britton. Uh, I remember him. He was a great man. It's too bad he died. He died about a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's so sad. And uh, they played the the current hits, you know, at that time, you know, 84, 85. And then they dropped that. And then they started playing oldies from the 1950s, 1960s, and early 70s. And I love that time when that, I love that time in that era when they played that. That was one of my favorite radio stations. I listened to it all the time. I listened on my radio, in my car radio. I had my Walkman radio. I tuned into that. That was awesome. I loved that. And then they, in 1987, they moved the transmitter to the Sears Tower. And like that. And uh, I loved it. So I love the songs they played. You know, my favorite was the 60s, you know, late 50s or in the 60s. Oh, classic. And other um, disc jockeys, which I remember, was Amy Scott. I remember her very well. And. Uh, Right now, I'm going to play the uh, commercial for Oldies 104, 
Oldies Magic 104 WHAMK. And when I come back, I will talk about uh, Amy Scott and my memories of her. And I, uh, you'll just stay and listen. I will tell you. Okay. So here is the commercial for WJMK Magic 104 from 1987. Thank you, everyone. Rock and roll is interesting. Magic 104, Chicago's oldie station. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around six o'clock tonight. WJMK Magic 104, Chicago's oldie station. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for WJMK Magic 104. Oh, I remember this when they played this on television. During the 80s. As I said before, uh, I was talking about DJ Amy Scott and uh, my relation, not relationship, but uh, my memory of her. And this is what happened. Uh, they had a contest on the radio station, and uh, it was for two free tickets to attend the uh, comedy play Sheer Madness. And that was playing at the Mayfair Theater at the Blackstone Theater, located at 636 South Michigan Avenue. So, uh, I don't know who, uh, not who, uh, I don't know which caller you had to be, the 15th caller, and this sounds like WLS, <laughs> I don't know which caller it was, I don't remember. So, uh, I was living in my old house. I couldn't use, uh, we have three t- landline phones, one in the kitchen, one in the basement, and one in my parents' bedroom. So I had to get privacy. So I went to my parents' bedroom, you know, and tried calling. So I was listening to radio and, you know, because I want to hear myself on the radio and win a prize. And uh, so I kept dialing. I did this for about maybe a week. But but one day I got through and there was Amy Scott on the... uh, on the radio, and I was on the radio for the first time. I heard myself on the radio, and uh, I guessed this. And uh, either I guessed a song, or I was the uh, what caller I was. I think I guessed a song. I don't remember exactly. She sounded very pleasant, very nice lady, and uh, she says, "You won." So I won. That was my first time winning a prize on the radio. Exciting, and then I after they, they recorded me on the radio, and then uh, after I uh, she went back to she went back on the air, and then I talked to this man, and uh, I think his name was Gary Price, he was a program director, I remember him, and he took and uh, verified my name, my address, and he sent me the tickets to my home. And that was exciting. And I told my my mom about that, and she goes, and I told mom, I'm on the, uh, I want a contest on the radio. And then later on, we, I did hear myself uh, on the radio. I did hear myself, and that was that was exciting. That was great. And that's uh, Amy Scott is on Facebook. If you want to make friends with her, and I just recently found her, you know, and. Uh, It'll be kind of funny. Maybe someday I will send her a message and tell her I will I won these tickets from you, you know. But uh, she doesn't live in Chicago anymore. Uh, she was an entertain 
men's reporter on, on Channel 32 and WFLD, but later on after her radio, maybe during her radio career in Chicago. But she lives now in New Jersey. Okay. As for the tickets, I did not go to the show. I couldn't find anyone to go with me. They weren't interested. And uh, I was going to school during that time at DeVry Institute of Technology in, uh, in Chicago, where Riverview Park is located now, uh, where it was located, that is, excuse me. So I kept the tickets and I put it there in an, I have the original envelope. I have the original tickets there in the envelope and they're in my desk drawer and uh, they've been untouched. So uh, I posted this on Van Chicagoland one time and I told them I won these tickets and uh, they do, a lot of people remember the, the play. They do remember that. And uh, it was a big hit during the eighties, you know? So uh, I have another, I have a memento from the radio station which is kind of cool like that. I was very excited. Anyway, um, back to WJMK. Uh, there were other um, DJs that uh, did appear. Um, I don't know all of them, but but there was John Records Landecker. He uh, joined on the morning drive in 1991. And he was there until 2003. He was there a long time. Yeah. And uh, let's see, I, I think Steve Dahl was on the show at one time. I believe he was, uh, probably a year or two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> like that. And as time went on, uh, like in the 90s or in the 2000s, uh, they dropped the oldie station, uh, you know, and then they. they Concentrate. Then they went into, uh, uh, let's see, uh, then they went to the 80s, you know, or the 70s, 80s. They dropped the 50s and the 60s songs. They did that. Also, Dick Biondi hosted, uh, what was that show, on the weekends, All Request Saturday Night, oldie show. And they did that. He also did another show. I, I don't remember. I forgot what it was. And uh, then in 2002, WJK brought back Magic 104.3. And it was just mostly 80s music. And, you know, like I said, the, said before, they dropped the... They didn't play much from the 50s and 60s, so that was nostalgic at the time. And in 2003, they uh, changed monikers again. And then in 2004, they dropped the oldies. They dropped the oldies word. And it was just the greatest of the 60s and 70s. And then on 2005, June 3rd, uh, they switched to an adult hits format, and it was called Jack FM. And that was very bizarre. I, I didn't understand that at all. But some programming executive decided that <laughs> out of the blue, which is uh, pretty weird. And uh, so it was Jack FM. They had no DJs, no one live. They just, uh, you know, they just played songs. So it was like a robot. It was kind of robotic in a way. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, WGMK went into HD radio. It was like a sad substation. So you could still stream it and you can listen to what I've listened in the 80s and the 90s like that. And uh, 
So, yeah, Steve Dahl and Buzz Kilman did uh, move to, they were on sub WCKG, were there uh, like that, because Steve Dahl worked at a lot of radio stations on during that time, kept back and forth, back and forth, you remember from The Loop, WDAI, you know, et cetera. And they host a morning show, and it started on November 5th, 2007. And uh, so they had a, you know, uh, they had a talk show like that and that didn't do and the ratings were not done very well so they dropped they dropped check fm thank god they got rid of it and uh it was in june 2010 on march 20 uh, march 2011 they were returned and it was called 104.3 k hits and i started listening to that and that was that was great and they played uh 70s and 80s, they did that. And uh, in the morning show, they brought uh, Eddie and Jobo, you know, Eddie Volkman and Joe Colburn, where they were on B96. And that was great listening to them. And they had Gary Spears in Middays. And they had uh, they had Bo Reynolds in the afternoon drive time, and they had George McFly in the evening. So they And then there were weekend hosts. There were Tommy Edwards, Ken Cocker, and John Calhoun. Oh, that was great. Uh, any job didn't last very long, they were there about a year, and uh, then it was mornings were hosted by Dave Fogel. I mean, I think he's on WS, uh, WLS FM, I think he's there now, and he was there before. Tommy Edwards retired in 2014 in September, and then they just played 70s and 80s for the last year. Then on February 2nd, 2017. They changed again to 104.3 jams, and uh, they played. <coughs> excuse me. Now they played classic hip hop. I haven't listened to the station ever since. <laughs> no, I, I did not. So it's still on the air. You know, I used to play classic hip hop. The radio station I play now uh, that I listen, not play. Excuse me. I listen now is Me FM. 87.7. And I they play a lot of oldies songs, which I love, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, sometimes 80s. And uh, I don't know who the DJ is, uh, but uh, but there was a D, there's a DJ called Rick Odell. I'm sure you've heard of him. He was in a lot of radio stations. I think he's the station manager right now. Uh, one day I was listening in the car. And there was a song I wanted to download it and, you know, put it on Apple Music, but I don't remember the name or the, uh, I don't remember the name of the song or the artist. So on their website for VFM, they, they said, if you have a question about a song, you know, uh, send an email. And I did. And I got a response about a few hours later from Rick Odell. And he told me the name of the song and the, uh, you know, and who sang it? And I was very appreciative. And I told him, thank you. You know, thank you for that. And uh, in the email, it says, you, your name sounds familiar. Where have I heard it? And I said, I do Vanna Chicagoland. And then uh, I replied his email. And then he said, and then he replied back, oh, I know the page. You have a wonderful Facebook page. I love it. I said, thank you. So he's a nice man. He really is. You know, uh, so I still listen to that radio station all the time. When I'm in the car, <laughs> I turn it on. 
you know, it's like that. Other radio stations, no. The only other radio station I listened to car was Traffic, you know, or WGN uh, 720 or WBBM 780. I listen to, if I'm stuck in a tri-state or I'm driving somewhere, you know, or listen, if I want to listen to news, I would do that. That's how I am right now. I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore. So, uh, that's a shame because WJMK, I, like I said before, that was one of my favorite radio stations growing, growing up in the 80s and 90s. I miss that. Okay. That's the end of our show. I had a long one. So I'll do a recap of what I discussed. Uh, I talked about Stan Mikita of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I also talked about WJMK uh, Magic 104, WJMK Oldies Magic, Magic 104 FM. In Chicago. So uh, it's a surprise podcast today. I had time. I usually do one on Tuesdays, but I have some errands to do, so I won't be able to do it. Probably do another podcast uh, next weekend. Uh, this episode will be uh, available once it's published on whatever podcasts are, uh, you have on, you know, whatever apps you have on your phone. On your, on your tablet or your desk, you know, maybe on your desktop. I don't think so. Yeah, you can listen on your desktop. Uh, be Apple Podcasts, Google Cup, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify. Uh, you on Breaker, Overcast. Uh, also, I have my YouTube channel. If you go on YouTube and search Vanish Colorado Stories, it will be right there. It should be ready this afternoon. Also, I'll share it on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, if you care to listen. Okay. So uh, tomorrow, I'm going to the hospital. Do a bone scan. Oh, you know, for a body scan. Oh, I'm praying. I hope everything's going to be okay. I'm nervous and scared. I really am. I don't like to... I don't want to go, but I have to go. So we'll see. All right, so this this is your host, Pete Costanas, for Vanish Conglon Stories, the podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining me. I hope you had a wonderful time listening to me. And uh, bye-bye from me. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. So uh, take care, everyone, and I hope to hear from you soon. See ya. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.